0: Ferdinand Melorbes, what a marvelous pleasure to welcome you to the Wine Hour. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) When we were preparing uh, for the show, we had a few conversations, and there was one thing that struck me, was the, the difficulty between tradition and modernity, because Ch- chateau Palmer is is, and we'll talk about Sobovie afterwards about the the, the business and business negotiation aspect, which is also extremely interesting and important. But when we look at when we look at Chateau Palmer, there is that issue of you know tradition, things that you take forward with you with the history that was there with with, with the chateau, and looking at the things that are happening nowadays, the way the business has evolved, potentially the taste that I have evolved, the consumer that I have evolved. How can you balance these two things,
1: tradition and modernity? Um, the we uh, so Palmer has been in my family since uh, something like a little bit less than a hundred years. We purchased the estate in nineteen thirty-seven. I'm uh, the fourth generation, uh, you know, um, at the estate. And um my generation as a, as a challenge is to uh, uh, increase the quality of the uh, of the estate of the wine, but also uh, create new things, create some excitement, to uh, to uh, get the younger generation. And when you have an estate like uh, like Chateau Palmer, uh, the issue is to respect the past, uh, with a fresh view, uh, and Thomas Duroux is our general manager. Uh, always has great ideas, uh, and since he's been there, we we really increased the, uh, this uh, way of, uh, of thinking. And we've done we've done a few things. The first the first one was uh, Thomas had a, a tasting in, in the US uh, in uh, the early. Uh, 21st century, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, an old palmer which was Hermitage, which is uh, something that not a lot of people know. But uh, in the old days in Bordeaux, we were producing wine, uh, and the quality from one vintage to the other was uh, could have been like pretty big. Uh, so just to, to 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 increase the potential of aging of this uh, of this wine, we were going to the Rhone Valley, and we were like adding, you know, stronger wines to uh, give somebody to, to the wine. And we were calling them the Lafite Hermitage, the Palmier Hermitage and so on. And uh, so uh, Thomas went, uh, went to the Rhone Valley, purchased uh, to an unknown uh, producer. Uh, he's the only one to know, even the uh, shareholders. Uh, orders, me, we don't know uh, who is the producer and can uh, change from one vintage to the other started to, to this little project uh, with uh, you know uh, a few thousand bottles and uh, did, uh, with not some firm idea that we will continue that. So we started in 2004 and uh, we didn't do any panel uh, habitat in 05. We did one in6 in7 and so on. and now we, uh, we have quite a success. Um, but it's a it's a tiny production uh, dedicated to uh, some of the of the wine lovers uh, and the consumption at the, uh, at the estate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose the the, the, the the consumers are the same ones. They are looking for it every time and asking, "Do you are you going to do some of these this year again?" Exactly. Or not? And they are
1: willing to uh, to uh, to uh, to get every vintage, uh, <laughs> even the and um, and at some point I remember. Um, that was in, I think, 2009. Thomas said we didn't produce uh, since a few years. We need to do a Palmeiras or the, the project is going to die. So we did some Palmeiras hermitage in 2010, if I remember well, which is a marvelous vintage in, uh, in Bordeaux. So it's uh, to keep the, the project alive. Um, after we had some land in, uh, in a non-classified uh, appellation in Bordeaux, And uh, exactly like uh, for the Palmer Hermitage for the early uh, 20th 20th century, uh, the producer in Bordeaux in the uh, the late 19th century and early 20th century, they were in most of the estate producing white wine, which since we own the estate, I don't think we ever produced white wine. And we had this uh, piece of land we we didn't use. we could have planted, you know, Sauvignon Semillon uh, grapes, which is, which is a, which could have been like uh, all the other uh, producers in Bordeaux. And also Thomas there had a great idea to introduce something unknown, something forgotten, or something which is quite successful in other regions. And we planted a few, uh, few grapes uh, there and uh, some were uh, very interesting, uh, like the Merlot Blanc, uh, or the Lausay, and some were like uh, uh, completely uninteresting, so we didn't use them. And so he created this, uh, this project of uh, uh, dry whites uh, at Palmer, which was at the beginning uh, dedicated to the family, so only the shareholder had an allocation. And after we, uh, we started to serve it at the, at the estate to the people who were visiting the estates. And little by little, the market was looking for some. So we, we can find some in the, some restaurants around the world. And all this idea is you try to bring in something new at the estate, but with a lot of respect to the past. Uh, because you have the star. Is not you the star is the wine and the star is the estate and that's something which is very important I think to produce amazing wine is to keep the wine and the estate as the star and not the people.
0: Yeah. What I was also very interested in is to see that relationship to to art and photography in particular. Why is that connection so strong and what does it represent to be? To be linking Chateau Palmer with, with photography and, and art? Alors, arts
1: and mu- I mean, painting and music, all the arts have been very much linked with, uh, with wine because uh, wine is about sharing and art and music is about uh, sharing too. So. Uh, one of your uh from the this season i think philippe de roserve mm. father when he was at ikm was uh, organizing the the may musical the musical may uh in uh, in bordeaux with uh, some concert in, in a few estate and one the, the the main show was at chateau de ken so it's been something that we have done since a long time uh, in bordeaux we Tempted to forget it in the late 90s, early 2000. And uh, again, Toma, uh, uh, our general manager, is, a, is a crazy about, uh, about jazz and everything. And when you launch something, you have to embrace it pretty strongly. And so Toma decided every year to uh, bring in... Uh, a jazz player or jazz group at Chateau Palmer to create uh, a music dedicated to the new vintage. So it's usually, uh, it is usually uh, in, uh, if I'm not wrong, March or April. Uh, the, this uh, jazz player is uh, coming to the estate for a week. Uh, he is visiting, uh, you know, uh, his Visiting the vineyards, the winery, and everything for a week with Thomas. And after a week, uh, there is a concert in the cellars uh, with a group of people uh, with this new music created by this uh, musician. We started to. We didn't have any during the the, the, the COVID, but uh, yeah. we had a few. I have a, a few a CD at home uh, with all the. <laughs> All the all the vintages. Uh, to be honest with you, some of them I love them. Some of them I think I need to learn more about uh, jazz music.
0: You're talking about the
1: music, yeah? Huh? Right. <laughs> some are a little bit weird for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. And the uh, and the last thing is, uh, uh, we wanted also to to bring in artists uh, to, to Panem, um, so you can bring. Uh, Painters, you can bring photographers. And we saw that we should bring something, uh, you know, consistent in terms of style. So we decided uh, first to bring uh, photographers, uh, independent photographers. And since uh, months now, we uh, have this connection with the the Leica uh, brand. And uh, we have one uh, photographer uh, at the estate for a year who is uh, one with doing everything at the estate and there is an exposition and everything. So it's brand new, it's So We'll see how uh, interesting it is.
0: In your playlist, you've chosen uh, Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. Why why did you choose that song?
1: Because you asked me to choose a few uh, songs. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's one of the music that Queen produced which is completely amazing. I think it's you, I selected also uh, Maria Callas, which is uh, completely different, but the, you have this kind of opera style in the Bohemian Rhapsody, which is completely amazing. And uh, it's uh, all you can get from Queen is in this music. You have the, the guitar solo, you have, the, uh, the, every, you have everything, everything yes. that Queen can create. Yeah. And that's why I love this song.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite bands, definitely. And and the biggest regret of my life in terms of music, I I, I missed that concert in 1984. But that's that's another story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think I was not born for. I don't remember uh, from what year is Bohemian Rhapsody, but uh, I think I was not born.
0: Yeah, it's no uh, that, oh, that period of, of the late 70s, early 80s for for hard rock. Uh, mm-hmm. Queen, AC/DC, um, Kiss, Def Leopard, all these, all these guys, Scorpions, the old things. Mm-hmm. There were, there was really that, 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 that movement back then in terms of music. There was so much creation, and and Freddie Mercury was was a, a, a person apart completely uh, in terms of his voice. Uh, what he did with Montserrat Caballé afterwards, and his his operatic voice, the, the compositions, right. everything was just was just perfect.
1: Right. Completely. It, and that was uh, it really he really created the style.
0: Completely, completely. And and I can see the relation between between art, music, and 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 wine, to come back to to, to the wine part, because it's an expression of what you are, what you're doing. And I was very much interested when you were talking about the, the different things you were creating because musicians have 12 notes. They're all the same. They kind of, you know, work with these things to create something out of it. You work with nature in terms of, you know, the grapes that you have, but there's a bit more factors in play with the weather and everything like that. But it's a question of creation as well. And it's it's the way you want it to taste like or feel like or be like and it's actually absolutely fascinating to be to be able to to have that opportunity to work in that world
1: yes the difference with uh, with a music group like a queen they can do their own style they can choose uh, the wine producer can choose its his own style because he's the one who is uh, you know, harvesting and blending and everything. But at the end, you have two choices as a producer. Or you tend to show how you are and what style of wine you like, or you tend to get an expression of the terroir where you are. Mm-hmm. And really, the essence. My philosophy and my family philosophy have always been you are in a terroir, you are in a land, get the the best expression of what you have in this land. And don't try to be fashioned at some point because this guy said you need over extracted, laid out as wine. Try to make what is the best. From your soil and I think that's probably what uh, makes our wine uh, not Palmer but all the amazing wine from the world is you pass the mud you have a style and the style is intempore- uh, intemporel I don't know mm. and, and really that's a temporal uh, yes. and it's exactly that. Wine needs to be interported to past generation from one generation. Romane Conti, Iken, all these legends in the wine have been like that,
0: in my opinion. The to 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 segue on the on, on your work as a négociant, so you're the secretary general of uh, Sobovie, which is a négociant on the place of, of Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you see an evolution in terms of the way the wines have been made and sold through the years? Because you were saying now that, you know, if, if you can extract what the terroir is about and showcase what this is and you, know, you have your own being and your own you know, idiosyncrasies, you are like that and not try to please people because, you know, as you were saying, of the fads. Have you seen an evolution in the business in terms of the wines that are being sold, getting towards that philosophy of, of work right. more and more? Um,
1: so I started my career in, uh, in the early 2000. I started in 2001. Uh, it's really easy to remember. I started uh, really in 2001, September 2001, in, uh, in New York. So you can. Uh, I was supposed yeah. to arrive on twelfth of September two thousand one, uh, but I've been in the uh, industry through my family uh, since a uh, while. That the interesting point is that uh, that's, uh, today is my grandfather's uh, birthday. he uh, oh. w- would have been a uh, hundred and twenty-one years old. <laughs>
0: um, respectable age. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and. Um, When I started in the business, that was the uh, the, the, the top of the uh, Parker influence in Bordeaux. Uh, And I will pay a tribute to Robert Parker because he brought Bordeaux, he he forced Bordeaux to create as much as great wine as possible. So he pushed us to improve the quality of our wines he had his own style, which was the style that we all know. Uh, so most of the, the product producers, a lot of product producers were doing wines to please Robert Parker. Mm-hmm. So during the first years in my career until uh, late uh, I think we, we tended to change recently the style of the wine. Uh, I, I lived with the style of the of Parker what Parker was trading, driven. Today Parker is not there anymore and we knew, we were talking about it at the beginning of the show about Napa wine, we have the same thing in Bordeaux. Uh, our wine needs to be much more uh, drinkable, much more uh, uh, on the terroir, much more on the fruits, and really, today I think we uh, we 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 have a change on the side of the wine that we have involved. Really, yeah. is it
0: because the consumer have changed?
1: Yes, I think so. I think the consumer. You know, you you always had this experience of wine. What we call the van soif, and mm-hmm. the, that you bring. You buy at the restaurant, you drink your two, you bring the bottle, and you say, okay, bring me another one. And you have uh, this wine that you buy at the restaurant, you drink two glasses, and you say, oh, I'm okay. And it's exactly <laughs> that. And I think the the, 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 the conception was, uh, they were like fed up about the, the, the over-extracted, rich, jammy uh, wine, and they want to enjoy mm-hmm. and have pleasure and one bottle, call the next one.
0: Okay. Digestible. You can. Exactly. <laughs> I got a written description about that. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you see the, the, the future in, in terms of, because there are many changes taking place, there's, you know, there's uh, climate change, consumer have changed. The way the business is being done seems to change as well, because when you look at consolidation that are taking place, this may have an impact on the industry as well in terms of positioning, etc. How How do you see the future for Chateau-Palmer, for your work as a negociant, and the things that you have to navigate that are you know, the most complicated ones?
1: Well, there are a few, and that's the beauty of life is to have challenge. Um, I think the challenge uh, we uh, face at first uh, now is the global warming. We see it in the vineyard, we see it in Bordeaux. Uh, So far, the global warming has been good for Bordeaux because we never uh, produce so many Great vintages since uh, the global warming started. So, so far, global warming is not that bad for both. Now we don't know where the global warming is going to stop. And we know that some of the grapes are going to suffer more than others. So, mm. there is a big challenge about adapting ourselves to this global warming. Uh, After, uh, we uh, also have, uh, in terms of distribution, uh, we have a worldwide consumption about our wines, which was not the case uh, 50 years ago. Uh, Mm -hmm. We had the European market, uh, the Asian market was not existing or very little, and the American market was just starting. So we have to uh, deal with all these uh, consumer worldwide who have different different uh, approach about our wines and uh, we as a producer not only as a uh, sole producer but globally in, uh, in Bordeaux to answer to all their questions and try to bring them uh, to Bordeaux. Uh, so that's a, that's a big challenge and uh, and keep this good distribution about the Bordeaux wine, worldwide that uh, we managed since, I mean centuries and uh, bring it to the, to the next generation. And uh, I think we have a marvelous thing is uh, to bring amazing wine uh, through the Place de Bordeaux, uh, distributed by the Place de Bordeaux and bringing the best wine of the world uh, through the Place de Bordeaux is something marvelous. And that's a big challenge for the, the next uh, 20 years in Bordeaux.
0: Okay, so basically, even the other regions, they're they're not seen as competitors, but they're seen as complementary to what you're offering, because you're kind of diversifying your portfolio at the end of the day. Of, of you know that you in Bordeaux, set.
1: you know that in Bordeaux, the neighbor is not a competitor; it's a it's a, it's a confrère, it's a colleague. Okay. So we have, um, and it's the beauty of Bordeaux is uh, we all do the same thing, and we need to sell our wines. But we saw that united, we are stronger than on our own. And I think it's exactly it. so you can take it in Bordeaux, but you can take it worldwide. It's united, we are stronger than the load. And the great wine from the world, united, are gonna be stronger than the load.
0: Before we we unfortunately we're getting close to the end of, of the show, but before we go to the pivot questionnaire, there's that question, what is for you? so fascinating about wine because like Philippe de Lourcelius was a very good friend of yours and many other people which are you know several generations down from the people that were you know starting the wineries basically before that they tend to go back to it for in one way shape or form what is so attractive about this world of wine
1: first you have to know that. Uh I've never been pushed to be in the, 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 the family businesses. Uh, my father never told me you have to come and work in the wine industry. pushed me to work in various industries but never in the wine. Uh, I don't know if that was uh, to get a larger view uh, in my uh, mind or because working in a family business can be tough from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Wine is a marvelous uh, thing because it's about sharing it's about uh, working uh, from hers uh, and about uh, meeting all the most amazing people from around the world as soon as you travel and you sell great wine you meet the nicest people the most interesting people around the world and that's there are probably other businesses that are like this, but wine and it's all will always bring joy. You you don't have sad people in the wine industry and in the wine, wine
0: consumption. Yeah, it, it, definitely.
1: Yeah, <laughs> couldn't agree more. <laughs> the more you drink, the more happy you are. <laughs> yeah, no, that,
0: it, it, it is that too. It is that too. It's, it's, it's. This is something that has been fascinating, because I think all, all all the guests that were you know, as I said, further generations down came back one way shape or form without being pushed or uh, or sometimes they had to. but very often there is that draw that is that is always present. Mm. and I, and I think probably also the work with nature, with with soil, with with being out there, and it's it's a very humbling and and fulfilling type of of, of work. It's it's beautiful. And
1: we are very proud. uh, We are very uh, uh, respectful about what uh, the previous generation did. I've been fortunate to have my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather. I've done such a tremendous job uh, for... Years and years uh, in all these estates and uh, in the wine industry, and, uh, and dedicated to the greatest wine of, the, of Bordeaux. That's uh, amazing.
0: You're doing wonderful. <laughs> Please keep on. <laughs> Let's, go. Let's keep continue. On. Yeah. So as I said, unfortunately, we're getting close to the end. But before we end, as usual, the pivot questionnaire kind of slightly changed from the original version. Uh, So are you ready? So it's the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, so the first question, what is your favorite word? I would say amazing. What's your least favorite word? Impossible. What's your favorite virtue? Honesty. What's your favorite quality in a man? Richness. What's your favorite quality in a woman? Simplicity. What wine would you use to describe yourself?
1: That's a very good question. I can't take my wine, so as you say...
0: I can take whatever you want.
1: Whatever... A classic vintage of a Médoc wine, of a Médoc estate.
0: Okay. What's your favorite smell or aroma?
1: Smell is... uh, I love lavender in... uh, Lavender.
0: Oh yeah, beautiful. Big fields of lavender in Provence. It it reminds
1: me uh, of my uh, holidays, my uh, uh, when I was a kid. It reminds me a lot of things, lavender.
0: It's it's crazy that smells and music brings back those memories so strongly.
1: Yeah. The smell of lavender in the house when I was a kid,
0: in my grandparents' house. Beautiful. To completely change. What's your favorite curse word, but in any language? Putain. (laughs) (laughs) This is a a classic. (laughs) (laughs) This is a classic. What sound or noise do you love? My kids laugh. What sound or noise do you hate?
1: The finger on the board, you know. From the
0: teacher. Oh, okay. Oh. Yes, yes. What plant or animal would you like to be reincarnated in?
1: I think an oak tree. Mm-hmm. To make good barrels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the link is always there.
1: Yeah, no, no. Oak tree. Because it's a beautiful uh, tree. Yeah, it is.
0: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You've done a good job. Ferdinand best. thank you so much. Merci beaucoup, So this concludes the Wine Hour for today. Thank you for listening. Next show is end of September for the start of season three. Until then, have a wonderful summer. Take care of yourself. Drink in moderation. Be well and safe. Faith always. Goodbye. <laughs>